Wakey, wakey, Iggy, biggy. Tis the Smodcoast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smodcoast Morning Show. This is Ming, and this is part two of the Sunset Marquee session recorded at the beautiful Nightbird Recording Studio. You'll notice an incredible lack of mic in this episode. Hey, dude, but I invited you. Yeah, but guess what? I got a job. I know. I had to come back here. Well, you... But guess what? I'm, I'm happy that you got to live out your dream. It was a dream. It was a part of... Uh, um, I'm... I'm I'm extremely happy that you were able to live this and uh, podcast here. This is now. What part is this? This This is is part two of two. Okay, and this features uh, our friend and favorite singer songwriter Samantha Aurelio. All right, Sam. We got to hang out with Sam out in L.A. At least I got to do that right. You did. So that was cool. You got that right. Excellent. And uh, you know, did a little interview with her, and uh, she performed live in the studio. Nice. you know, the energy of that studio. A lot of rock stars have been through there. Uh, Samantha played this big, huge piano called the Steinway. and um, Yes, a Steinway is a piano. Yes. And before she got on there, they, they tuned it especially for her. We went in there early. We heard them tuning it just for her, just for her performance. And the engineer was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Alicia Keys has been on that piano. Rihanna was on there like wow. a week ago. Christina Aguilera was in here. So it was pretty cool. So following in the footsteps of some pretty big people. Yeah. So Excellent. it was it was awe, awe inspiring. It was fun. It was you know it was just fun. So uh, without further ado, uh, part two of the uh, Sunset Marquee session. Hello everybody. This is Ming Chen, and you are listening to the Sunset Marquee session recorded at, Sun- at Nightbird Recording Studios. I just like saying that. I say like session, <laughs> like I'm like you know like we're we're uh, we're like I'm playing an instrument. Yeah, I'm like Paul sessions. McCartney, but uh, I'm here with somebody uh, you should be familiar with if you've been listening to us for a while, uh, Samantha Aurelio. Everybody, Hello. Um, now the last time you did this, we were in the back of a comic book store, um, yes, on a beat up old poker table mm-hmm. with all kinds of interference, people walking in and out, crying babies, alarms, fire trucks. The first time I walked in, I was so cautious. I was like. I and then the second time I came in, I'm like, what's up, guys? Hey. <laughs> like walking in. Yeah. <laughs> tearing yeah. the place apart. Yeah. So I decided to go a little more top shelf this time. Just a little. And uh, we are at um, what I would describe as a fantastic recording space. Yeah. Um, place That's a good lo- description. Fantastic is good. Yeah. Uh, Nightbird Recording Studio located in the basement of the Sunset Marquee Hotel. Yes. Um, if you've never been lucky enough to stay here, I highly recommend it. It's not cheap. But last time I stayed here was on it was business, so didn't really have to pay for it. But I found out there's a recording studio in the basement. Always wanted to do something down there, and and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Now this I is look. My first time here, so I'm very spoiled in the fact that I come to the Sunset Marquee and immediately go down to this beautiful recording studio. Yeah, I think my favorite part is you wouldn't know this was down here. No. And they built it down here because a lot of rock stars stay up at the hotel. And this studio is 24-hour. I think, you know, the rock stars get a special bat phone number. <laughs> they want to come down, record yes. a hit. They can. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really just here dropping a bunch of money just, just to do it. And, just and, to do it. And, yeah, here we are. Now, yeah. I was looking at the different studios and the different equipment, and uh, the studio manager, a wonderful woman by the name of Juliet, mm-hmm. mentioned that there was a Steinway piano in <laughs> Studio B. And I was like, huh. So I... 
I asked you, I was like, would you be interested in playing a Steinway? And, you know, I've heard you play, you brought in a key, you know, you have your trusty keyboard at most times. Uh, yes, it's taller than I am. It is. Um, you've brought in your ukulele, mm-hmm. played a couple of tunes, like, let's kick it up a notch. Would you like to play a Steinway? Yeah. How long did that take me to answer that one? Uh, it was, I couldn't even, get, I wasn't even done asking. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know one piano from the next. So oh. uh, you came in here and just started playing and it sounds oh my amazing. God, it sounds so good. So this is, uh, this is all you, before we get out to that, uh, you know, you're, f- you're from where, where we at in Jersey and you moved out here about a month ago. I moved out here about a month ago, maybe, maybe six weeks now. And what Actually, do you th- the last time we did this, we were on the phone. Yes. That was it. Yeah, I was we, already you know, here. Just, I had just, only been here a week when we were talking about Elmo. Elmo. Oh, the, Elmo. the uh, yeah, the dirty Elmo's in front of Grauman's. Dirty and uh, she's like, oh, I want my picture with him. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I told the story about how I rounded the corner at Orange Avenue one time and I saw him sitting on a milk crate, the Elmo, head off. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's smoking, a, he was bumming cigarettes and he just, it, it was, no, you don't, yeah. Head off. Just, um... <laughs> Had you been just here? Just such a depressing sight yeah. in my mind. It's like sad in the dark corners. <laughs> yeah, but you had an opportunity. You came here to take it, and uh, you know you're a musician, so naturally mm-hmm. you come you come here to further your career and yep, just yep. kind of kill it out here. But there are a lot of it's a different planet out here. Oh, it's so funny. It's people like kind of laugh at me a little bit when they're like, "Oh, why'd you move out here?" And I was like, "To pursue my career in music." And they're like, "Oh, that's funny." I'm like, "No, but really." You guys. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's not going to be an easy path. Yeah. Everyone out here is an actress, model, musician. Yeah. Um, and uh, as long as you know that, I think things are cool. Like yeah. I come out here, like I'm, a, I know, and I'm, I'm a knucklehead, and I know everybody else is too. So um, just pretend but, like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Now, how many times have you been out here before you moved out here? Oh, um, hmm, maybe four times. Um. Twice on no, maybe five, about yeah. five times. Even when you visit here, you're like, oh, this, you know, for a week at a time, you're like, oh, this is great. And then you move out here, you kind of see, yeah. What it's well, really for the like. first couple times that I came out here, it was actually in the valley. Okay, oh, that's friends, a different <laughs> friends in the valley, and I was like, LA is so beautiful because they'd like take me to Malibu, and I'm like, oh my god, the canyons, LA is so pretty. And then the second to last time I came here, I stayed with a friend right in Hollywood. No, we were in. In Koreatown or something, but we were like in the middle of all of the chaos, and I was like, "Oh, like I sat in traffic for the first time, and I was like, oh, this is L.A.' Yeah. I was like, "Why does everybody hate it? It's so beautiful, right?" And like, I don't know what people talk about the traffic. Yeah, well, I got a rude awakening there. Yeah. So. so six weeks in, what do you think of it so far? It's beautiful. You can't beat the weather. I'm very confused by the weather, though. Um, I tend to leave the house with a t-shirt on and by eight o'clock at night i am very sad with my decision <laughs> because it's much colder <laughs> when i leave places um but it's amazing it's here. consistent though it's consistent yes it quote unquote rained twice um and I, somebody had said that they couldn't they were like i can't bike home in this i just can't do it and uh it it was like 65 degrees yeah. maybe and i was like really okay <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah that's a favorite pastime yeah. life people were doing that yeah but i mean it um it's it's really great it's very large um and i don't have a car yet so with the exception of 
I have to bike everywhere that I go. Right. <laughs> um, it's really great. Yeah. Like, I've met some really amazing people. I've gotten opportunities to go to some really cool events out here. Um, and I live right in Hollywood. So I, I've actually gotten really lucky with that because I can walk to a lot of places that are right around me. All right. You've been <laughs> like offered drugs yet? No. No? <laughs> no, I have not. But I walk past a lot of um, phar- pharmas. What are they called? Oh, uh, uh, dispensaries. Dispensaries. Yeah. Mm. There's like 10 of them in like a one mile radius. I I had forgotten when I came. I haven't been here in two years, and then I came back out. Like the whole city smells like weed. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, half of it's from Kevin, but you know. <laughs> but you know that's that's beside the point. Uh, do you think you could do this long term? Do you think you'd be out here for the next ten years if you you know um, say you take off? You know. You, to be honest, I I I never actually think about my life that far ahead. I don't either. But so I I wouldn't be able to answer that question. I think of my life at like. A quarter mile at a time. A quarter mile at a time. <laughs> like I know I'm going to be out here for a year. Okay. And uh, if everything goes great in a year, then I'll stay. And if not, I'll move on to greener pastures. You know, kind of like I don't, I don't plan very much. Yeah. I, I I'm a planner, but I don't plan that far ahead. I have too much to do in like a two day radius that I can't plan that far ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the last guy I remember just kind of moving out here was actually Kevin. He came out here about ten years ago. Oh yeah, and it um, was it pro- temporary? And he's still here? No, no, no. It was it was permanent. Yeah. It just surprised me though because he he had you know he had held held into Jersey for as long as he could, mm-hmm. um, but in his position he kind of had to come out here. Yeah. Um, but he kind of had it set up where he bought a cool house and he never has to leave it and he doesn't really. <laughs> so, and well, if you look at it cool. that way, then you know it's pretty easy to live here. Um, I mean, my apartment's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to get the update. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah. I I love the East Coast. That's sort of just like where my heart is. But well, I'm too new here to like make any sort of decisions on that because, of course, I miss it there. Uh, of I course, noticed, some people uh, tell me that it's 40 degrees there and I'm like, oh, well, LA's cool. That's fine. <laughs> I noticed though you're still pointing out people with Yankees hats. Like uh, our oh, yeah? engineer Mike here is wearing yeah. a Yankees hat. And you're like, are you East Coast? Like, yeah. I'm like literally like, yeah. every Yankee hat that walks past me, I'm like, I like your hat. I'm probably gonna get beat up one day. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right. Um, all right. So you're in front of the Steinway right now. I'm in front of the Steinway. You got a mic. So um, uh, do you have what do you have planned? Do you have um, do you have a set list? Do you? Have, I uh... don't have a set list. Okay. I mean, basically, um, you know, I'm like the whole this whole the whole next hour is yours. Um, there was there. I only had one request for you. Yeah. And uh, I I think you kind of put. Oh something yeah. There. Oh, I got. Keep the thing. that a secret. But that's but, that's not yet. Okay. That there there will be time for that. Later. Okay, but uh, without further ado. Uh, yeah, yeah. I figure we play some some stuff from the EP, some one or two new songs. You know, do it up. This one is uh, I know you know off of the EP.
How was that? Woo! I, I just wanted to whip. I just wanted to make sure. Oh. <laughs> I heard that I was waiting for the sustain to go away. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, did I know. Yeah. I know. I just wanted to make sure. It was a. <laughs> Do we all pause quietly? I know. How did that feel? That was great. Uh, can you feel the energy off that piano? Oh we were God, informed. In um, piano. We were informed shortly before you got on there that uh, you know, um, place of greatness. It is. I almost feel like I want to move this mic up a little because i feel like i'm off center from it <laughs> oh here comes our man mike our um, main man so did you mention that rihanna was on this piano we we heard, uh we did the uh the piano part for stay on this piano and made the record wow <laughs> hey, Rihanna. <laughs> so you know good energy good vibes um had you played that song on a piano before which way? what had you played that song on an actual piano before i know you had the keyboard um, huh. Might be the first time. It might. Whoop. I've practiced on, no, that's a lie. I've played it at the Bitter End and, um. Bitter End in, and, yes, in New York. In New York City and Rockwood Music Hall in New York as well. So they have real pianos. So I, I've done it there. I'm adjusting. Okay. Yeah, so I've I've done it there. All right. and I know nothing about these Steinways. This is like a oh my god, it's so this is like pretty. an expensive piano that that not a lot of people own, or is this just kind of? Oh well, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty standard model of piano. Um, Steinways are they're just they're nicer. They're nicer. They're okay. nicer than than any okay. old they're not piano your, that you can find on Craigslist. They're not your Honda Civics of pianos. Mm. No, no. They're not the Nissan Versa of of pianos. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not that I've been looking at cars because I bike everywhere, but anyway. <laughs> but it it's felt really good. Sad. Oh, my God. It felt so good. Yeah. All it, right. It just sounds... We walked in before, and they were tuning it. How crazy is that? So we, we came down earlier just to let them know we were here, and yeah. we heard someone playing. I thought, all right, maybe someone was in here before. And, and they're like, oh, no, we're tuning something. it just for you guys. Just for you. Like, what? That's cool. Um, that's, hey, that's service here at Nightbird. I, yeah. Highly recommend it. If, if, yeah. If you can do it. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, you know, usually we're, you know, beat up mics, beat up chords, beat up poker table. I mean, that has character. Yeah. Yeah. It has its own little character. And I would prefer to do it like this all the time. But wait, guys, let me let me set the scene for you. Okay, set the There's scene. two couches. Yes. And a table in the middle with a plate of cookies. They brought in cookies. And apples and like cashews. We have candles. We have a Keurig. We have a Steinway piano and like awesome lighting. Listen. Yeah, and actually, we're in the control room. We're actually there's, there's, in the control room. There's a booth over there. We're that's not where, in the sound booth. That's where most people are. <laughs> um, but I saw it out here, and I was like, you know what? Let's let's do it out yeah. here. Uh, and our man Mike here was like, you know, there's going to be some room noise. Uh, maybe you don't want to be out there. And I'm and like, we were like, hold well, on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, we're literally in the back of a comic book store. I mean, granted, Kevin's store is a little more high-end. 
but there are i mean literally <laughs> laughter from the back you know if, if yeah if you can you know if you can see the set you know have the mic here but literally right next to me is one of those spinner racks where the comics go and it's like the squeakiest piece of crap ever well like we need to slum wd-40 the door on that. in the back is like really creaky i've like walked in in the middle of podcasts with like holding coffee like excuse me guys like screaming in the middle yeah. like opening a creaky door while the other door slams behind there's just sound everywhere yeah now have you played any have you got lined up any gigs out here yet i have not no well you did though not you have oh though. that's a lie i totally did yeah um, I played at a benefit show. Yeah, Ming's on top of it more than I am. I played at a, a benefit show in, um, God, where was it? I didn't drive there. <laughs> so, um, it was right in Hollywood. It was probably a little more West Hollywood. Um, and it, it was really cool. They, a friend of a friend needed acts and, um, one of my friends uh, did choreographed a piece in it. So I got to get in through her and I played a couple of songs and it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was very, I like the low key. I like the sort of like acoustic setting where it's like intimate and that's kind of how the setup was. Um, and they, you know, they raised a lot of money that night and it was a really good production. I had a really fun time. My, um, we had to somehow get the piano in and then back out. Um, so the host and I of the event had this little like skit <laughs> where he would like come in, in and I'd be like, excuse me, can you help me get my keyboard out? Like, and then like he was saying, oh, I'm so glad that's over. And I'm like tapping my foot. Like, are you going to get my chair for me? <laughs> are you ordering him around? Ordering him around like a total bitch. <laughs> and, um, but it was super fun. Unfortunately, when we put it back, the keyboard stand broke, like caught something and twisted and the bolts that held it in like bent so it, all right so your first gig you're like breaking things i'm breaking right. everything it's not even my keyboard yeah how was the reception you know your first gig it's good it was good it was it was well received um people were quiet uh but i went on the first act and it seemed that everybody kind of like loosened up a little more towards the second act. So I was a little more towards the end of the first act, but um, but everyone was super quiet during the first act. So, I mean, I was getting a little bit of, I, I'm a big talker. <laughs> Not that oh, you between, noticed. Yeah, that's why yeah. we're here. It's yeah. good. But, so I'm a big talker when I'm on stage and I'm like chatting and no one's answering me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so we're going to play the songs. It's cool. And yeah, I mean, it was good. Everyone and people came up to me afterwards. It was super nice. Yeah. I think they were just like quiet and like wanting just need to play music. Well, I mean, they were filling you out. Yeah. It's, 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 um, have you met other musicians out here? Uh, has it been, do you sense maybe competitiveness no. or any hostility? No. Um, not competitiveness or hostility no i mean uh i've met i've met a bunch of people i live around the corner from hotel cafe and i've gone there a couple of times i ran into misty boist and i actually like poor misty i like <laughs> went to see matthew coma perform and he was amazing as always and he when his set was over i was like walking out to the front to like try to like get a picture with him or whatever, like on his way out telling me he did a great job. And I see this girl with like a beanie on and some glasses and I literally pulled my roommate aside and I was like, I'm going to show you a picture of a girl and you tell me if that's her. 
<laughs> I like whip out my Instagram and I'm like, that that's her, right? <laughs> and it was her and I walked up to her and <laughs> my roommate had to like push me at her because I'm clearly not good with people that I admire. <laughs> and I was like, are you Misty? And she was like, yeah. She was totally chill. Um, but she's a piano player. She played, she went on tour with Sarah Bareilles this year. Um, not that anybody knows that I'm a fan of Sarah Bareilles. Um, yeah, we, we've heard maybe <laughs> once or twice. Maybe once or 17 times. Uh, but she went on tour with her and she's a like kick-ass piano player. And she um, she's played her own set a couple times at Hotel Cafe. So I was asking her about her own shows and stuff. Um, so she said that she'll be playing come the new year, like January, February at Hotel Cafe. So I'll go hang out with her there. So we got to get you in there. Hotel Cafe, there. if you're listening. Yeah, Hotel mm-hmm. Cafe. You're available. Choose me. Right on. All right, what do you got next? What do I got next? Go for it. All right. Dun, dun, dun. So let 
it's coming from me and you And I'm trying to keep it under the sheets But I don't know what to do Uh, now, that one is Sam's song. All right. Well, I was going to ask you. This song is not you, Sam, but that song is about a friend of not ours. Not me. Not me. Sort Just of unnamed. We won't elaborate. She knows who <laughs> she is. Unnamed. She knows who she is. But that that came out of, um, I guess, conversations that yeah, you guys had Yeah, had and, it was... And um, It was a song that, like, I had a conversation and I was like, I need to step away and write things now. Um, so, I mean, I tend to write about people I know and their situations and my situations and all kinds of situations. And I try to put myself in their shoes. So that was, that was a conversational piece. Yeah. She's kind of crazy. And, uh, it just, I guess oh, just, she's out of her mind. She is. I mean, she might be really <laughs> but crazy. I love her. Um, I mean, does that happen a lot often? What? Where I don't, you know, you'll be talking to a friend and, uh, they'll be relaying details of, you know, trauma or emotion all the time. And, um, like you'll daily just, basis all the time. And you'll decide to write a song about it. I have, I can't tell you how many um, voice messages I have in my phone where I just sing quietly. And when I listen back, it's terrible because I'm singing so quietly that I can't even hear myself and it's so out of tune. And well, I mean, those are like, the, um, it's just like the worst recording. People are talking in the back and I'm like, yeah, but those are like the bar napkin notes. They yeah, don't have to be perfect. Yeah, I have perfect, lots of bar but... napkin. If you look in my book here, I can even show you. Like, I have napkins in here. Yeah. See, there they are. Keep those napkins. I have them. They're here. Keep those napkins. Yeah. Those John Paper. Lennon napkins are like a million dollars now. Here's the back of a um, mail. Um, yeah, I have lots of gems in here. <laughs> it's funny. I have more external stuff than pa- stuff written on this actual book, like in this actual book that I have. That's the process. Uh, is it easy, easy, hard? How do you, do you like writing songs? I love writing songs. It's very hard. I think it's very difficult, personally. I love it. It's amazing. And when you write something that you're proud of, it's like the best feeling in the world. But um, it's it's a very long process for me, personally. Um, but I have a problem with wanting everything to be absolutely perfect. And if it's not, I like literally go through the song and be like, okay. Like, it's just a head thing, I guess. Um, I'm a little too hard on myself, but... It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It slows things down a lot. It slows <laughs> things down. We'll put it that way. It slows things down yeah. a lot. Um, did you, while you were writing this and forming this, and did, did you tell her about it, that you were doing this? I, I did towards the end of, like, I wanted to, like, not tell her about it. Just spring it on and her and be like, guess what her. this song is about. <laughs> Somebody did that to me once. One one of my friends, I've only had one song written about me, and it's a beautiful song, um, and it's by a friend of mine, AJ Luca, and you can look it up on YouTube. I honestly, I can't even, the, the, um, the name of the song is actually escaping me, but um, she it, it is on YouTube, and I've listened to it probably like 90% of the views that are on the okay, yeah, <laughs> video right. have been from me. Um, uh, 
because I was going through a hard time and I spent a lot of time talking to her about it. Um, and I went to her show and <laughs> there's this one song, one part of the song where it said something about like when you're 22, like on your 22nd birthday. And I remember like talking to her about my birthday and like talking to her about like <laughs> she and in there it said that like a little person with a big like a big personality or something like that. Yeah. And I literally like, like turned and I looked at her boyfriend and I was like, wait, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and he just smiled and sat back because he knew the whole time. What a jerk. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't. <laughs> all right. So, you... so I told her that I was writing, I was, that I was writing something and, uh, but then I felt a lot of pressure to finish it because she was really excited and wanted to hear it. And I told her I was going to play it. And then my set got cut short at one of my shows and I didn't get to play it. And at my last show at the Saint in in New Jersey, I I told her I was going to play it, but I didn't announce the song. And I just started You just went into it. it. I was at that show. Yep. I started playing it. And, and you literally, killed, you I killed it. I looked at her and I saw her face change to be like, because she was like, oh, this is a nice song. I don't know this one. And then she was like, wait. <laughs> wait, these lyrics, uh, this, this stuff you're singing about yeah. seems awfully familiar. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So that was, it was fun. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I luckily, I, it was weird. Um, I had asked you before, I've gone to a couple of shows and I'm like, you record these, right? And you're like, no. And I'm like, come on. So I brought her, I started bringing a recorder to your yeah. shows. And luckily, I captured that one. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was literally like the first time you played in front of an audience. That I was maybe... that was the first time, and it was the best time, first and the best. I mean, I've well, played until, it like until now. I've played it like three times. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe uh, it kind of grows with, with it's aged. Yeah. The more I play it, the better it is. Yeah. All right. Right on. You got another? Right, let's keep going. Yeah. Went. <laughs> So one of mine or um whatever you want. It's up to you. Um, all right. It's cool. up to it's a, the uh the the floor is yours. All right. Well, we'll do one of mine and then and then we'll do a, a guest appearance song. Ten and slip away to the ending 
Um, have you been songwriting since you've been out here? I have. Have you seen? Um, I don't know. Is there going to be a song about bad traffic or the uh, the, the nasty Elmo impersonator in front of Grounds um, Chinese Theater? I might throw a Jackie Chan song in there. Jackie Chan. Um, <laughs> the man in the maroon elab- elaborate, suit. Elaborate on that story, please. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I work in Beverly Hills. Okay. Where all the lovely people live. And um, there was, so I was like running around the floor and it was a very busy weekend day. And I look over towards the back. I was like headed back to where the um, pants table is because they were in retail. And um, there was a man in a maroon jumpsuit. His back was to me. And I was like, what the hell is this guy wearing? And I have, paid lots of attention to like Los Angeles fashion because it 
fascinates me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just going to throw on some Lululemon pants and call it a day. And uh, that's not the case here. Um, although people tell me that all people wear is athletic wear. It's a lie. Um, anyway, so I walk towards the back where this gentleman is standing with his uh, shorter friend who has a camera around her neck and another lady with him. And I turn around and I look up and this gentleman like resembles Jackie Chan. <laughs> now, mind you, once upon a time when I worked in the Philadelphia location, yes. I talked to Tony Horton of P90X fame for like an hour without realizing who he was. And the whole time I was like, damn, that guy looks exactly like Tony Horton. Right. And then he left and I was like, oh my God, it was Tony Horton. Right, so you weren't going to like. So I wasn't going chance. to assume, but in my mind I was like, hmm, interesting. And he was like talking to somebody else and he started, he started talking and I was like, like it was him. And I lit my face just kind of like, <laughs> I turned a little red. I tried to like cool my face down because I'm bad with. Um, celebrity. Pretty unmistakable. Was like, hello, um, I and need, it's uh, hello, Chan. I need yoga pants. I am done, <laughs> yeah. like, like, hello. Like, I can say that because I'm Asian. Yeah. Like, hello. Um, yeah. You know, and his like words match up with his lips. So, it like, was... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was buying a lot of um, outfits for a lady and he wanted matchy matchy like matchy color matchy jacket just like him just exactly like he was wearing and they told me that he comes in a lot and he tends to wear matching jumpsuits and that's just kind of like he likes to be comfortable but he likes to wear one color (laughs) um i think he's earned it dude's jumped off buildings and broken every bone in his body i think he deserves to wear whatever he wants yeah so after he was like rung up and everything he came back over to the pan table and i thought he was like looking for something else and i was like did you find everything you were looking for like i swallowed all of my pride to get those words out yeah (laughs) It's like, okay. okay, you can do this. And uh, he was like, I'm done. And he like, ha. And he like made this little like in the air, just sort of like done. Like he, he was fed up done? Yeah, no, like, no, just sort of like, whoo, Oh, done. I'm done. <laughs> like, uh, like he just finished a race. Yeah, yeah. And so and he like sat down on one of the tables and he was like, oh. Like, <laughs> so this is a dude who jumps off like, like Rumble in the Bronx. He jumped from one building to the next without any. I'll never no... forget watching it at a um, interview with him and he's like I was going to come to America and they have all of these stunt doubles and then they found out I could do my own stunts and it was sad <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh that is sad um, do you think your songwriting will change now that you're on the west coast do you think um, I hope so. there will be like a different vibe I would than hope so. say east coast I would like to see growth growth is always a good growth? thing okay right yeah growth in, in music um, I already think that my, my ear is changing um, a lot of the stuff that I play, um, I, I, the, the stuff that I'm writing, I can almost hear the production of it, which is cool because I've never had that aspect. I kind of like only hear the piano and in my mind and that's about it. But, um, it, it's definitely something that I aspire to. I have a lot of dancer friends out here, so I'm trying to write also a little bit more, um, like I'd like to dabble into electronic as well because i think that would be cool right for that kind of stuff um obviously my first love would be my um indie blues kind of pop that i've been doing but i would like to see the evolution of it i hope that it it grows with me in this journey all right try to stay out of the rivalries you know the whole east coast west coast rap thing didn't really work out for anybody no people died (laughs) yeah i don't want to die it's not on my to-do list yeah (laughs) 
I uh, I came into town. I brought um uh, I brought Mike Zapsick and uh, Rob Bruce from Comic Book Man. Uh, their mm-hmm. first times out here. I took them to In and Out Burger. Showed them all the cool sites. Uh, but we were driving by the Peterson Auto Museum. I was like, "This is where Biggie got shot." They're like, "They're oh like, god. really? Like, oh my god!" Like, and uh, you know, we got into the whole thing about how that never got solved. And, oh my god! And all that. So, oh my god, that's like how I stabbed myself. You, how, you when I stabbed myself. That's what that was the you, topic of conversation. So you're in a battle with yourself. Then. I'm in a battle. You're, with myself. Are, you've become a cutter. To, you've been out here. Maybe okay. To clarify, it's probably time to go back. To clarify, <laughs> I was trying to unjam and. I'm sure my dad's going to listen to this, and I didn't even tell him that I stabbed myself. So, Daddy, that's what happened. Um, <laughs> I uh, was trying to unjam a paper shredder with a knife, <laughs> and it didn't work out okay. in my favor. Um, I was trying to be really careful. I don't know how careful you could be while trying to unjam a paper shredder with a, a knife, like a kitchen knife. Um, but I I literally slipped and, and stabbed myself, and... It was scary. I've never, I'm like, oh my God, I've never been stabbed before. I did it to myself. It was a scary moment. I was like, I need orange juice and like something to put pressure on it. It was like everywhere. It was like a crime scene. It was so, I was scared. I thought I needed stitches. So there you go. There's your next big hit. That's my big hit. That's my thing. Like, what is it? 50 Cent got shot like a million times. I okay, yeah, I you got myself. cred now. Like, <laughs> I, got, I got cred now. <laughs> you can't do it to yourself. It doesn't really work that way. It's fine. <laughs> want to keep going yeah we got plenty of time we got half an hour I oh think. beautiful beautiful um all right all right gorgeous all right well i'll play tell me because why not Sin to 
So what's your uh, what's your opinion on the state of music today? Like I'm an old man. I think you know DJ James over there, maybe even Mike over there. We think we probably think everything sucks right now. Um, I, I, there's literally a gallery here at the Sunset Marquee, right upstairs, and around the whole whole hotel with photographs of yeah. um, the guys I've lo- guys and gals I look up to. Well, uh, Jimmy and there's Jeff Buckley and Mick Jagger. And um, you know we were uh, we were up there looking at these photos and um, I know I want all of them. Yeah, I know that. Well, all right, there is that. <laughs> I don't think there's no price tags on them. Like yeah, say there's on them, a reason. So. <laughs> they're they're probably so much money. Um, my opinion on music today. Well, um, um, you know, you got your Biebers and uh, you know your your it One Direction, like popular music like on the radio kind of stuff there's only so much that i'll listen to i i tend to not like the produced versions of most of the stuff that that's out there like as an example like miley cyrus and all of her crazy um when she sang like stripped down on snl like with just her and some guitars like she's a great artist um I kind of am spoiled in the sense of I have a very musical uh, father and he has kind of kept me going. Like I listen to a lot of Heart and I listen to a lot of Queen and I listen to a lot of Buckley and I listen to a lot of Beatles and, you know, the Eagles. And um, I tend to listen to a lot of <laughs> artists. Right. Okay. There, that's the word. I think that's the word. Um, like rather back in the day yeah sounding like an old man but people play their own instruments yeah and they sang their own songs and there was no auto-tune and and you know it was like this you got a mic instruments yeah and bam yeah um i i don't listen to a lot of mainstream right now um i i listen to a lot of writers um i listen to a lot of my friends uh, whose whose music comes out, um, and those are the people that I look up to because I I personally know how hard they work. Um, so it, it is nothing against other artists. Like I really enjoy listening to like Katy Perry, and I listen to I bought Miley's album. Like, um, but I tend to listen to Shocker, Sarah Bareilles, and I listen to. Um, Queen a lot, um, Matthew Coma, um, artists that you would find at Hotel Cafe are kind of like where, where I like to sit in my little realm, um, where if you just strip them down to a piano, it still sounds like amazing. So I don't know if that answers your question, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> kind of. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't disapprove of it okay of music (laughs) yeah now all right yeah i i like it i respect it in its own way and it's all art and um if if i don't like it then (laughs) you'll know it (laughs) like oh my god uh but um i have a lot of i mean i have nothing but the utmost respect for the people that are on the radio today i know how hard it is to get there um and it's it's quite amazing that they've made it that far because it's it's a lot of bullshit uh yeah sometimes. yeah i think you're yeah, yeah. especially i hear you'll be you know you'll learn that very quickly 
now that you're in the you're you're in the middle of it now. Yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> um, what do you want to do next? I know you have. I, I saw you had, actually had a little set list there, which is cool. Well, it, it's actually. <laughs> This is my set list from my last show that was stuffed away. In um, although a um, couple weeks ago, I asked if uh, you wanted to cover something. Yeah. And um, you gave it some thought. Yeah, I gave it some thought. And, you know, very special song near and dear to my heart. And um, would you like to take a stab at I'll it? I'll take a stab at it. Okay. Um, I, I haven't had a keyboard in a while, so it was sort of very rough. Okay. But I mean, you're you know we're we're not recording anything that will be Grammy nominated here, or or although maybe it. it will. I mean, and a little okay. hint here: if if it does, uh, the writing credit will go to one Mr. Walt Flanagan. Yes, who, <laughs> would be a shocker to him. But yeah, uh, have at it. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Oh, 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 oh,
And it's not, not, not because It's not because It's not because I'm making come Look, just, just another ache Sell comics to a blind man, blind blind man, and you'll buy every single thing I tell you to. Oh 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 oh, cause I sell comics, baby. I sell comics, baby. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. So you started that. I look over at James and we just, <laughs> I, yeah, we geeked out. I was waiting for the reaction. We geeked out. <laughs> I can't see over the little thing. I was like, <laughs> I had to like stare at the paper. I was like, oh my God. Thank so you. So much pressure to the, like the listening community. Thank you. I know that probably wasn't easy, you know, lyrics. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. It. Was it? Yeah. Are you kidding? It, um, I, I had seen the YouTube clip with uh, Alicia Keys doing the Gummy Bear song. That's um, why on I did Kimmel. That. <laughs> and um i was like hmm, i wonder if yeah yeah so well, thank it was you funny because you sent it to me and i thought it was this and i was like oh you want me to arrange it got it got it got it looks <laughs> so like that's the wrong thing she's talking about gummy bears yeah yeah no but um you killed it thank you very much oh you are very welcome and we're done thank you thank, thank you very you. much thank you samantha Thank you, Diane, who's not here. Thank you, DJ James. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Thank guys. you, Nightbird. Thank you, Sunset Marquee. Thank you, LA. Woo! Hollywood. All right, and we're out. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.